are live. I love it when we're live. It's great. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Season 3, Episode 118. Uh, let's say hello to everybody that's in the chat real quick. We got Bill H. Uh, glad to see you. Travis D. It's always good to see you, too. We got Yeah, there it is. It's coming up. There we go. We got it. We are live. I love it. Wow. We had some echo. Hopefully that, that was taken care of. We got Will Fly, Care PPG, um, John Wayne, Tony Marzano. Got a lot of people in the chat. So welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm going to introduce everybody on the panel real quick, and then we're going to jump over and say hi to Ira Hayes as he's going to be doing something amazing here on video in just a second. So make sure that you're watching. This is going to be so cool. As always, we have our very own Linda Anderson. If you want to be on our show, just get up with Linda Anderson. You can find her at paramomusa.com. Welcome. We also got Jim Sennard from Canada. My, my bestie friend from Canada that has maple syrup smelling money, mm, maple syrup. He prints out a bunch of stuff for us over at uh, carepp.com, including our paramotor calendar at paramotorcalendar.com. And he's also a pilot. So if you want to watch his crazy shenanigans, go to careppg.com. We also got Will Fly from Will Fly PPG. Welcome to the show. Glad that you're here. He makes amazing videos. So make sure you go over to willflyppg.com. Check out his, his videos. Awesome. We also have somebody else popping in. Wow, we got Chucky Wright that just jumped in too. What's up, Chucky? Glad that you made it here. We also got uh, Eric Lear from ppglearlear.com. Glad that you made it here, buddy. And uh, if you have any questions, make sure that you say hello to Eric, which is PPG Lear, and also will fly in the super chat as they will relay all the questions over here. But it's not about me. It's not about us, the panel member. It's about Ira Hayes. Ira is our guest tonight. And what I want to do is show you this video real quick. I'm gonna do a, a screen share. We're gonna let you watch this. This guy flew in on a paramotor to his wedding. So here it is. That is so cool. <laughs> I actually flew in to, to his wedding on a paramotor. Now, who does that? So uh, Ira, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you flew into your wedding. Uh, tell us what you were thinking as you were flying in. Uh, kept my kept me off of thinking about getting married. That's for sure. <laughs> I, uh, I was pretty nerve wracking. Kept uh, kept my head focused on the task at hand, and uh, that was in. I live in San Diego, California, and so that was in Mission Beach area, where uh, we're allowed to fly off of Fiesta Island, and so we fly PPGs off of there, and then I do a lot of. Uh, a lot of other free flying and stuff like that. So it was a uh, it was a pretty pretty special moment. My my wife allowed me to land a paramotor into the wedding. So it was, uh, it was that fun. is really awesome. Well, Ira, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for being here tonight. Uh, we got you for one hour, um, which is a lot less than what we normally do. So you know, no five hour show tonight. It's only going to be an hour, guys. Uh, we will be giving away some stickers, um, so make sure you say hi to everybody in the super chat. If you have any questions, make sure you let Will know or Eric know. Um, 
Ira, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into uh, free flying and PPG, and of course your background in uh, flying fixed wings. Yeah, so I'd love to. Well, since I was a little kid, like a lot of us, we love to fly. Like, what do you want to do? I want to be a pilot. And so, uh, so kind of started my journey. And at about 14, I grew up in Florida and uh, my parents didn't know much about flying, but uh, they tried to like help, help out wherever they could. So I started flying uh, uh, J3s and off the little grass runway. And so ended up ended up carrying that along with a with an old navy naval aviator so it was a carrier guy and uh pretty pretty extreme like flying for the most part so got to solo a couple airplanes on my 16th birthday and then um ended up getting my license and um attending the air force academy where my ultimate dream was to you know like a lot of people to fly a fighter jet at some point and so ended up getting to fly an f-15 in alaska which was cool and my second uh or maybe, yeah third to fourth year and uh kind of end up losing my pilot qualification due to some eyesight issues and getting out of the getting out of the military a little bit like jaded i would say about some of the flying stuff got back into it for a little bit on the fixed wing world and then uh kind of kind of fell out of it and um i was lucky enough in my growing up time that that um my mom knew the guy who owned the saint augustine airport so I got to fly with Patty Wagstaff a couple of times in our stunt planes. And so just that whole, just all of flying, it just, I loved it. Three-dimensional, like it's, it's super cool, like conservation of energy, the technology that goes into it. And then I kind of got out of it for, I would say like eight years, you know, where I wasn't flying at all and uh, dabbled in some skydiving, some of the other stuff that I didn't find as appealing. And then I saw, I saw paragliding and I was a, I was a kite boarder, and so I was like, "This has got to be it. Like this, this is it." And so uh, I kind of went, found an instructor, and learned how to like tow in Arizona, which tow flying is pretty fun because you can gain so much altitude without before you strap on a PPG, and uh, you're just you in the wing trying to figure it out, and uh, really hooked right then. And so that was about eight years ago. I started free flying, and then. I was addicted from that point on to paragliders in general because having a wing like this that you can fit in a backpack is just the most amazing thing ever. And that kind of led into the paramotor world where it's it's amazing to be able to take off without having to climb up a mountain or anything crazy. So uh so did a lot like done done a good bit of paramotoring. Um and it's been it's been an absolutely pleasurable fun experience i try to keep it safeish and so uh i try to follow the rules and try to make sure all that that i'm not not doing anything out of bound and so uh it's been a very pleasurable fun experience and then watching the technology progress the wings progress and all this over the last eight years material science which uh, my background's in aeronautics and stuff like that and then just the, the companies getting into it and some of the transitions to you know, as we go to more battery operated stuff, again, I live in Southern California, like Torrey Pines is right there for me. And uh, so a lot of interesting people, the people are the coolest part of it, in my opinion. And so you meet a, meet a ton of interesting, diverse group. And it really, it really opens up flying to a whole, to, to a wide spectrum of people. And it's the most amazing form of flight, in my opinion, because it's relative, you're the CG below everything. And you're, one toggle away from about six G's if you want it. So that's, that's true. Definitely. Like, it, it's um, like I, 
I, I think I hear some uh, some echoing. Do you have another? Do you have another? Um, do you have like YouTube open or something? Uh, I hear like an uh, echo going. Don't. Just in case you do, um, we got some questions in the chat. Uh, who wants to ask the questions in the chat? Go ahead, Eric. And okay, uh, sorry about that. Bill H wanted to know: uh, Did you say that you uh, who his instructor for paramotors was? JC um, Perrin, he's a free flight and paramotor instructor out of San Diego. He's one of the lead flight instructors at uh, at Tory as well for and tandem pilot. So I think he's got around twenty four thousand skydives. Also, so he's very senior in the um, in the world of flying himself and other people. And yeah, so and he's an amazing person. He says life is good every day. And he came from Venezuela originally, like ran some skydive programs in Florida for a long time and then ended up training military. There's a lot of military and military tied people in San Diego. So he's one of the most, JC is one of the most amazing, amazing guys, great pilot, super safety conscious. So it's, uh, it was, it was a good intro into the sport. And that was the first time I ever flew a paramotor was over the Salton Sea area. So was pretty pretty great place to learn in the early morning nice and a couple of guys did say thank you for your service oh yeah no problem I, again i was in the air force so my dad was a marine my granddad was a marine it sounds like sean was a marine so i went to the air force it was a lot easier <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what we're, we, we were talking about that on the pre-show it's like yeah i think that you had a, a an easier boot camp than than me with the marine corps boot camp yeah um, i was a little longer, like the, the academy was pretty long, but uh, yeah, they, they told us if, it, if we ever had to use our weapons, everyone else was dead. So um, like I, I qualified expert because someone next to me shot my target. So that oh. was, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, should I redo this? And they're like, nah, just take your badge and leave. Take like, and go. But I'm not bragging on the Air Force airplane plot of my friend. <laughs> yeah, you're bragging, it's all right. But, uh, I was just like, oh, like, this is it's really like, this is how we're doing this. So. Uh, you can brag anytime you want. It's been, but yeah, paragliding and paramotoring. And again, like it's been, it's been quite a, quite an experience. And I, I hope more people get to do it as well. And that's what's, that's what's really, I think you kind of see it, but until you live it and it's the most, like, it's how flight should be. Like, it's, it's just, it's just perfect in that, in that aspect, in my opinion, because it's, and it's again, the travel capabilities and the transport side of it is just amazing. And then, then the, like a lot of the, you know, a lot of the computer simulation testing and things they're able to do now to make wings better without having to make them thousand different versions and like reflex wings. It's, it's just gotten, it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing we get to do. So. I agree. Definitely. Um, Let's see, you've been doing uh, PG for eight years. And I think that we have some more questions. Who wants to ask the questions from the chat? Well, there's a, a couple of questions. They're kind of related to each other, but um, Mad Slopers, uh, you're from San Diego, right? And where do you fly out there? Like Torrey Pines, you fly uh, with Robert Michaels, that group? No, um, I fly mainly out of Torrey, but uh, with like Max and the, the instructors here and then JC and then I fly like by paramotor not as much and then I go to Arizona sometimes like last year we went to um the 
what is it, Moe's, like that Arizona Flying Circus, which was quite a quite an experience. I don't know if anyone here has been to that one, but that one was uh, probably one of the most wild events things I've ever I've ever encountered from flamethrowers to cannon bingo to <laughs> like, literally like play bingo with a cannon. So it's, it's a pretty, pretty insane experience. And then, uh, yeah, I do a lot of like the other thing I like about paragliding and paramotoring is like, you're the only person you need. So if you're feeling that like angst to like get out there, like I don't feel like I always have to be like surrounded by a bunch of people. So yeah, that's kind of been my, one of the other allures to it, kind of like motorcycles and things like that, which is, it doesn't take a big, a big crew necessarily. It's fun to like join in the events and do that, that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, San Diego now originally from Florida and been here for five years and then Arizona previous to this. Uh, you're from Marathon, right? Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see how you'd be interested in aviation because Marathon's 90% airport by volume. You know, <laughs> if you look at it, it's like the, the airport's most of the land that's there, you know. It's just, and I was born on a sailboat. So sailing, I love sailing. This, I, it, it just, all this flows together, surfing, sailing, and then like, like, yeah. it's just, I mean, it's the, I don't know, the pinnacle of free flight stuff. So yeah. motor paragliding and done a, I've, I've dabbled in most of it, like dabbled a little bit in like uh, acro gl like gliders and things like that. But the logistics on them, like para like paragliding and paramotoring, the logistics is so great. It's so awesome that you can travel, you can go to where you want, you can pick your weather conditions, you can as long as you're abiding by you know the airspace rules and it's kind of up to you. There's not really a tail number, so don't do anything silly so yeah it's it's uh i don't know it's amazing amazing yeah. Thing. yeah because what you do really does affect the rest of us it does 100 does and we we hear it all the time even in the like in the free flight world and like in the because i most people i would say 90 90 of the people i know do both and they usually primarily do one but in the uh it there's a ripple effect and it's such a I think it's a growing community. And so we have to be great stewards of that community and the outside represent representation of what's expected and you know everything from noise to safety to like Tori here has a lot of like, cause we're in a kind of a microcosm that, that I'm surprised sometimes that it's, they, they have, they still allow us to fly there, but you know, everything from incidents to, so it's, it's like making sure that everyone's being a good steward for the entire sport, not just for themselves. Agreed. It looks like uh, somebody sent us $10 in the super chat. DP did. Well, thank you, DP. Uh, he you, said, man. thank you for your service, Ira and family. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, DP. And yeah, and like, uh, again, I, I guess this is kind of open forum. I didn't, uh, I, I'm not as prepared. I like, I would say, I think 2018, I filmed Shark Tank, which was a little more, uh, we, we, and our episode didn't end up sharing, but I got yelled at by Mark Cuban one time. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Actually, he was pretty nice. Uh, who was mean? Barbara was mean. Like, so we stood up there. She was, she was very mean to me. Really? So, so just so people know, as far as um, this Shark Tank thing, you start up or help uh, start up 
companies, like 300 of them so far, right? So tell us a little bit about how you're helping companies and and uh, that aspect. Yeah, so no problem. That's, I'm, this isn't a pitch by any means. This is just what I ended up in the government world for a while and then uh, moved. I ended up in like living in DC, not really liking it and kind of me and a few of my friends from college quit our real jobs and moved to Arizona to start a company with no idea how to start a company from it. Like you hear this word entrepreneur a lot and it's like kind of a, kind of an overused term, I think, because it's a more of a financial term, which means to, to take financial risk for future value. But yeah, we ended up in Arizona and like a frat house with whiteboards on the walls and uh, created a medical education company. And I think a million people used it. And so from that, I went into building a couple other, a couple other projects and companies. And now we really, we try to help people go from what it, what it is to go from idea to launching something. So it's, it's very exciting and it's, it's fun on that aspect. And then it's a lot like, you know, there's a lot of parallels between what you do as a passion and what you do as fun and what you want to do in, in life. And so that's why I, I don't know, I, and the, the freedom to do so. And that's where I think the draw to things like paramotoring and, you know, the, the kind of getting out of your comfort zone a little bit, but still doing it with a plan. And so that's, uh, that's, I think that's the biggest one is, plan, of course, like Murphy's law says, everything's going to go out the window, but at least have a plan to start out with and try not to pull lever A too many times. If it doesn't work the first time, <laughs> lever a. like, so it's a lot like starting a company, like pivot, like, define, try to predict. So yeah, that's, uh, that's my current day to day and like, like day to day joy of, of, uh, kind of chaos and trying to work your way through the chaos of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's cool. And, um, yeah. And I mean, I've, again, like, I love the, like, like, I guess the science and a lot of the other stuff behind like flying and I, you know, everything from you become a part-time meteorologist as well, which is always a lot of fun. Like you're like, well, I wonder what the weather is going to do in two days. Like I wonder, uh -huh. and you look at everything so differently. Once you're like free flying like this, you're like looking for rotor everywhere, like every turn, every decision calculation. So it really, it puts you ahead of like where you're at. And so I think it's, it's just a good thing in life in general to try to like, not, you can't predict what's going to happen, but you can prepare. And so, and I think that's what, that's what really makes it. And it's kind of your, your own decision maker. So it makes it beautiful. There's a certain, there's a beauty about all this stuff. Absolutely. Um, when we were on the pre-show, you talked about your friends were building electric paramotors with Tesla batteries. Could you tell us? Yeah, about what I, uh, so I think this is maybe, I hope being part of, cause I like, like, I love my dirt bike. Like I love two stroke, four stroke stuff, but uh, I really think some of this, some of this evolution is going to be led Southern California. We have a lot of electric vehicle stuff. One of my friends who's a paraglider pilot uh, owns an electric vehicle company where they basically dismantle Tesla's and retrofit vintage cars with them. And it's like, it's called EV West, but he stitched together a bunch of Tesla batteries. He's a, brilliant brilliant guy um pretty he started gravity skateboards too. his accolades are really insane um but 
yeah, it made an electric, electric Tesla powered, basically paramotor with a battery that's round because he made the battery out of all the little ones stitched together with a stitching machine and then built the motor controller and everything for it. And so, uh, it's pretty, pretty wild. And, and like, you know, that's, that's going to be, and we, we've had another few friends with like plans that have gone down the road of building some elect more electric, like the more quadcopter versions and stuff. I've never flown one of them, but, uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting when that, uh, when that starts to, starts to get out there. That's pretty neat that he can stitch together Tesla batteries yeah. and stuff. That's pretty yeah. Cool. I mean, they're just a bunch of 18650s, like a few thousand of them, like those 18650 batteries. And when Teslas get wrecked, or is this going to be a real, like, it's a real interesting thing when they get wrecked, flooded, stole, anything happens to them. Basically, the drivetrain and the batteries are fine almost all the time. And so the motors and the batteries are usually fine. And so, uh, yeah, got to do something with all these batteries. So might as well make a bunch of paramotor stuff. Hmm. So go to the uh, junkyard where the Teslas are, pull the motors and the batteries and make some cool stuff. Absolutely. And that's kind of, that was kind of their theory. Uh, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you find me on Facebook, but I'm Ira Hayes on Facebook and uh, Rose Stokely on Instagram. But we, we turned a Tesla into an El Camino like three years ago. And it was with another pair of motor, like with him and another pair of motor buddy. Who, but uh, and we basically cut the whole top of a Tesla off and, uh, and loaded two electric dirt bikes in it, which are the most dangerous thing you can ever get on are the electric dirt bikes because it is wildly out of control. That is so cool. Yeah, we called it the Tesla Mio, or he called it the Tesla Mino. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and he wrecked it in a drift competition like two weeks later. But, oh. Yeah, so uh, I mean, a, lot of, a lot of exciting stuff that, and, and most of these people are met through the paragliding and like, free flight community or flight community so yeah that's really cool uh any questions on the panel or any questions in the chat that we need to address yeah we got a couple uh tony wanted to know uh when he did skydive what did he think about the transition going from skydiving to ppg or pg ah uh, this is a big one so i speed fly a bit as well and skydiving rigs are fall retardation devices like they're not i don't consider unless you're flying like something cross braced like it's like a self-arrest system as you're falling and uh so i think people get really heavy-handed that come from the skydiving community when they get into these like very nimble airfoil type wings and so we see we see a little bit of that not being a great overlap so i think you almost have to retrain yourself from that that kind of mentality on how you're going to turn there's not really you're being held by here so there's not really weight shift and weight shift was the number one thing that we all learned first was how to weight shift turn and try to like keep everything working correctly so i i love it that i i'm not an avid sky i've never was an avid skydiver i uh i but i think it's you have to be real cautious from that transition because the they did the they don't work the same way. One's made, one's made to help you descend. The other one's meant to fly. And so they're trying to create lift at all times. And, uh, and anecdotal story is I hadn't skydived in a long time. I was paragliding and speed flying quite a bit. And I signed up for Miles Dasher's base jumping class. I don't know if you know who Miles Dasher is, but he's 
the head of the Red Bull Air Force, the most surviving base jumper. And they take you out to Idaho and basically say, here's a rig, jump off the bridge. And, uh, and so I hit a, I, I hit a, not a tree, but like a bush, my very first jump, because I was being paraglider or speed wingy on it. And I wasn't turning and I just added a little more, a little more and nothing happened. And I flew into a bush and, uh, I was like, well, what do I have to do to make this thing stall or like something bad happened? He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, you know, like how, how much should I pull on this one? And he was like, oh, you can put your hands all the way behind you and nothing happens. So that's not the case for when you're flying a small like PPG or PG wing. And so I think coming, going the other way, I've seen it be like, you know, I think it's a coming from PG or PPG a lot of times to that, you're not going to have that same issue. So yeah, that's, that's my, that's my uh, correlation. And we see it like, I don't, yeah, we see it a lot. And a lot of people that are in the skydive community get into speed flying right into it without, without, taking the proper steps and precautions and they think it's going to do the same thing. And they're the ones that end up, you know, not, not having a good time. And the whole like Sabova doesn't have a good time a lot of times because people dirt out pretty regularly. Gotcha. For the people that are listening to this podcast and don't get to see this, uh, you got something behind you. Could you uh, tell us what that is and what that's all about? Uh, yeah, as long as I can do a little cursing. Um, so <laughs> our, the, the guy that started this company that, that we, we work with, he's really interesting, very, but he trademarked this. It says fuck average be legendary. And so it's kind of the, kind of the motto and uh, that, that we go by is like, just keep, yeah, be legendary. That's what you want to be. And so not infamous. That, so. that sounds, that sounds like everybody should, you know, just F uh, being average, let's all be legendary. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, like I, I agree. I mean that that's a wonderful. I mean that should that should be like on T-shirts. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Like uh, we we have. Uh, I, I think he's printed on some of them, but yeah, he decided to put it on the wall here. And uh, yeah, I'm still. still I've like, been oh, the first oh, the first part of that many times in my life. F everything. <laughs> yeah. it, it'd be the be legendary. That would have made all the difference in the world. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, Mad Sloper, I forgot to ask. He said he, he wanted to know what you fly, what equipment you fly. Oh, uh, I fly mostly BGD stuff now. Um, let's see. I've had, I've been through all the equipment I have. Don't make, I, I mean, I, I love it's my favorite paramotor now because it's so light and easy. And I bought it before my wedding. I kind of got out of it, but I fly a mini plane right now, with carbon prop. And it's, I'm not trying to go air racing or anything on this. I'm trying to have a good time and be able to take off and like, seems to seems to do its trick a lot of i've flown quite a bit of kangook and some of the other some of the other brands i never really got into reflex wings that much so i'm not i can't talk too much about it but we would just downsize to our like mini wings and go fly them but i've i've always been a huge proponent of like it's it seems like a risk that's not worth the reward most of the time to downsize too much especially if it's if you're doing it for fun like this is my this is my hobby. This is my fun. I'm not getting paid to paramotor or right. paraglide. And so I'll fly like my regular full size, like base or Epic with my paramotor and just tool around and I can take off and land and no problem. And no I'd, problem. I'd, I'd like to share the uh, video of you flying into your wedding again. Now that we have a full house, 
So um, if you just joined us, um, Ira actually flew in to his wedding on a paramotor. And uh, here he is coming in and landed, stuck it like a boss. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you don't have to watch the rest of it. On these people have seen it, but yeah, like it's so. Uh, it's for the people that are that are listening to this and are not able to actually watch what we're doing. Uh, could you tell us what you're actually watching on the screen and and share with us how you felt? Yeah, sure. So uh, if if I mean I felt uh, less jittery because I got to do that. It was a it was an amazing experience. One of my friends landed next to me, so. Basically, I took off of uh, Fiesta Island, which is a legal paragliding spot in the um, city of San Diego in the Bay. It was the, it's uh, about a mile, mile and a half from there. And then we're out of airspace. There is a VOR in the, uh, in the area, but uh, you go around it and you're, you're fine. And so I basically took off, flew around for 20, 30 minutes, like around the area. Everyone got a, their, their pictures, got a, got a little show. I was on a I was on a BGD Epic, I think probably 24 meters, so a big wing. So I wasn't too worried about that. I was a little, little concerned about, luckily there was no, not much wind, but I was landing behind some trees and over a railing. So uh, I was worried a little bit about rotor, but not too much. And uh, on the, in that case, and so came in in my, uh, in my wedding clothes with a gold jacket on and landed pretty, I would say on that one, pretty, pretty flawlessly. And that was actually taken by the company owner here on his TikTok account. And he has like a lot of followers. So, uh, and then, yeah, went and threw my sport coat on and got married. And Did then, anyone not, not know that you were going to do this? Was it a surprise to anybody? Yeah. Like uh, a lot of people didn't know, like, well, my wife knew, but it kept me like on my A game to make sure that the pre like everything was, um, she knew. And then, um, my best man flew in with me on his rig. Um, he has one built by Mo, uh, and then he landed off for me. So we flew around for a, flew around for a while, like trying to make the logistics work of getting from there back to the weddings. And then I would say 85% of the people didn't know. So they were like, oh, oh. how's Ira coming in? And like, <laughs> they're probably like, look at who's, who's this nut? What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> here. Wedding crash. So maybe I can crash the next wedding just as land in them. So, like, so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, what, cause what I'm watching, what I'm saying here is like, you really just nailed it. I mean, yeah. just uh, yeah, like, that's all it's it's a one-to-one -one game here. Like every take up successful takeoff has to equal a successful landing. Like right. where you don't get hurt. So that's been my theory on on all of the flying stuff. Like for each takeoff, there is a landing. And I've experienced like like friends and like cl close people, like what happens when it goes wrong, because it can go wrong. And uh yeah, and how you how you deal with those those situations. But uh but yeah, like it was a, that was an amazing day. And like, I'm glad I got enough like time training, time and seat to basically pull that off. I think that, yeah, like it was, it definitely made for a, a better story for people. Sure. So, that's so cool. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. That was, that's all, that awesome. was like six months ago, I think. Yeah, exactly. Six months ago. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so yeah, it was, everything worked out. My friend owned the venue. So that's why it wasn't, um, I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't butt land. No, you know, that would have been, no. that would have been like, 
the day of your wedding, you come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, I'm glad everything worked out for you. It yeah. did. Panic later, <laughs> panic after things are done. It's yeah. interesting you say every successful takeoff equals a successful landing. Yep. So my theory is every successful takeoff equals a landing. Oh, you're going to land. How <laughs> successfully? Oh, you're coming back. Yeah, exactly. But if you femur yourself, you're not going to have a good time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe uh, we, we have a question from Kelby, and he's also military. He wants to know, what did you do in the Air Force? Oh, I was in the services department after the academy. I took a quick out after uh, after that, so I didn't do much. Honestly, like I got out and then I moved to, I took over a construction company, moved to DC, um, built, I, so that was kind of an, it, I think that threw me out of some of the stuff. I used to rebuild airports was my, like, I had a project management company. And so I lived in DC and I got to travel around to a lot of airports and basically rebuild control towers and radar sites for the most part. And so, and that's what then spawned me to kind of leave all that and do this, this crazy startup kind of build your own get way out of your comfort zone like super far out of it and then go build like medical education company which I knew nothing about so uh yeah I mean I'm very like all the training and kind of the mentality of being in the military like I love that part of it like it, it fit well but it just wasn't a wasn't a career for me after uh after I I don't know I and I would have been like long-term military probably wouldn't have been the best for me because I had one myopic goal, which was to be a fighter pilot or a pilot of some kind for the Air Force. And I ended up not being able to do that, but I did get to fly an F-15 once, which was amazing. Yeah, you said you did that in Alaska? Yeah, in Elmendorf, between your your uh, sophomore and junior year, they send you to like ops in the military at the academies. And I got lucky enough to go to Elmendorf and then uh, they give you like, uh, what are they called? They're not incentive rides or something else where you get to get in a in a plane and so if they have refuelers you get to get in that if they have fighters you get to get in that and so it was a got to refuel off of a tank it was it was a cool experience it was an amazing experience so because i don't think i could like figure out how to break the sound barrier another way but uh yeah and that's that's right out of anchorage there yeah and i was yeah i actually yeah so i i travel quite a bit i actually got back from uh i ski and snow i kind of doubt i do a lot of this like a lot of the sports and so um we got back from closing weekend at in Juneau at Eagle Crest like a week ago. And then I just landed from like Tahoe, got a ton of snow over the weekend. So I landed at like midnight last night with my wife. And then now I'm here like at the at the office. So yeah. Well, it, sounds, it sounds like your 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 wife doesn't mind you flying paramotors. And uh Tony Marzano's asked, do does your wife fly paramotors? Ooh, this is a she started free flying with me and made it through 13 flights until her successful takeoffs didn't equal her successful landings. And so, uh, like not in a bad way. We like, I, uh, everyone's allowed to make their own decisions and stuff. And we were in big Sur, like, uh, where you have no like good connections and stuff. And she hit a little sink on landing and hit a rock, like the only rock in a field. And, hmm video so she broke her ankle but she got time to hang out with our dog and uh and uh that we'd just gotten like three days before a little puppy and Aww. veterinarian so it's uh it was good bonding time 
Um, and yeah, so I kind of ended her like, it, it also used to make me really nervous, like, honestly, because like, it's one thing when it's you putting yourself out there. And it's another thing when you see someone you love, like kind of, kind of going and we're not necessarily flying small stuff in good conditions, but it's, it's a little more like, it's very committal. Like that's the one thing about this is it's full commitment. As soon as your feet leave the ground, you're committed yeah. in, in both of them. So, uh, yeah, so she, she loves that, that kind of stuff. She actually flew off of her first flight was off a crest line with one of my instructor friends and by herself, like with him flying next to her. And so, uh, which is, oh. yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's a ton of parallels between, I think, well, there's, there's just a ton of overlap. I think ground handling is what people don't do enough of because ground handling really like tunes you for everything and like slow. And then it makes like, I've seen yeah, a lot of like things happen in that, that part of, you know, the process and especially in paramotor where you have a whole nother vector with you and you're, you're, you're handling, you're dealing with a lot of stuff at once to get like, depending upon if you're reversing or forwarding and like there's motors, lines, like throttle. And so you're, you're doing a lot of stuff. So the last thing you want to worry about is what's my wing doing. And so that's a big, there's a big parallel between that. So every time you get it, every time I get a chance to kite, like I, I, I kite like, uh, and, and so, uh, it's, it's pretty, like, I think that's a very important thing. It just tunes you in because it's lower speed. Your CG is not like completely caught. And so you can, you can really train a lot that way. And then, so, yeah, I got a question for you. For, for me? Yeah. Okay. I don't think are, anybody asked me questions before. Like, tables. Are single <laughs> surfaces a thing, a big thing yet in paramotor? Are you see that coming? Do you see single surface wings coming? Oh, definitely. Matter of fact, um, there's a there's a lot of hybrids out there right now that um, are both uh, uh, single surface and double surface. Like um, there's one on uh, Apco has one. I forgot what it's called, but it's just the front part of the foil is double, and then the trailing edge is a single surface. When we were out at Bad Apples last year. Um, um, fly it Wyatt, I think he was 12 years old at the time. Uh, he's been flying single surface or single uh, skin wings. I think that those are great personally. Um, a lot less wing. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it pops up really quick. I mean, you just in almost nil wind. It's like do a it reverse. It's like, where's that <laughs> coming from? Um, uh, I've heard that they come in kind of hot, but I don't know. Cause I've never flown one yet. Um, have you flown any before? I have just without a, without a motor though. So I've flown quite a, it, it's just, it's a little interesting. Like it's I'm unnerving, but you look up and you're like, I'm missing something here. <laughs> I feel like, uh, is this really, is this really working? But no, they, they work pretty, really awesome for just like you said, for, uh, um, for kiting, like ease of like launch use and all that stuff. I just wasn't, I'm not apprised with that. That's, that's interesting that they're coming like i'm not interesting it's of course going to happen that that's coming to this as a lightweight version of uh of what you can you can use and so i'm not sure how well or how long they hold up um yeah. it's it's kind of like the roadster 3 when the spider 3 came out it was a much lighter version of the of the roadster and with the roadster you could pretty much run that through sandpaper and dirt and glass 
not really. I'm just you know saying that it really took a beating, but the spider, it's a lot lighter and has um, less material and uh, it doesn't do as well. If you're going to have like something with the single skin or something light like the spider, I think that uh, your LZ better be a nice mode um, lawn or um, or a sod farm or something, because I don't think they'll, they'll last very long. Uh, what do you guys think, panel, as far as single skin wings and stuff like that real quick? I like the idea. I mean, I don't know where the technology is at this point, um, but I, I kind of like the idea of lighter, easier to inflate, you know? So, yeah. I think it'd be really good to have one in your, in your arsenal, yeah. Eric, you plan on getting a single skin anytime soon? I'm waiting for technology to improve a little bit. I mean, I know they've been out there for a long time uh, in the free flight, but as far as the paramotor, um, I'm, I'm still, I, I mean, I'm just waiting to see, I guess, yes, but I want to see somebody that I know close by fly one first. Right. Like your wife? Jade, maybe? Yeah, I'm going to have Jade fly it first, and if <laughs> everything works out well, then... Here, honey, try this real quick. I want to make sure it's safe for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, Eric. Yeah. It. Hey, Greg Lamey says he flies a single-skin paraglider wing with his trach. What do you fly, Greg? Let's know there. And while he's uh, answering that, Jim had his hand up. He's going to ask you a question, Ira. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I was wondering where you've flown a few places. What's the most amazing place you've flown? On on a paramotor, I would say the Salton Sea is is really it's it's a trippy looking place. It's like in the middle. It's not really supposed to be a sea necessarily. It was like an accident, kind of an accident from the Colorado River, and so it's drying up. You, one of my friends did land in it on accident one time, which was a really bad scenario because it's uh it took about two hours to get 40 feet from the beach in because of the mud and muck but it's a it's a really cool place arizona is beautiful for it as far as free flight brazil number one um and then brazil is just an amazing amazing view they kind of as long as you're being safe and you know what you're doing it's pretty open to what you want to do you choose your own fate kind of deal um and so that has been been really cool uh costa rica is fun like i got to fly with some macaws in costa rica and then one of my friends here actually trains falcons to fly with you so uh we free fly and the falcons come and land on the pole like parapoting <laughs> and so it's it's so yeah. cool it's super cool. It takes a lot of training, uh, but uh, of the falcons and of knowing how to train falcons. He has about six linear falcons that that he trained to like come and land on the stick with you. And so that's, and that's so the amazing. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you can like uh, it's it's got yeah. I think it's parafalconing. I'm trying to remember his website, but uh, flying with birds is just amazing as well because like there it's 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 and you're at a relative speed. It's like right. you can everything so yeah i've gotten to fly quite a few uh really interesting like locations i mean i've drugged a pair of gliders to the my my wife's 
the bane of our existence through many, many countries and bags and just like not even gotten a chance sometimes. And sometimes you're like, oh, well, I'm in Europe, so let's go. Can, but, you, um, can, can you tell us real quick of all the different places? I forgot to ask this. Uh, where's all, all the different places you've you flown? You said that you've flown around the world. Um, uh, where, where have you flown? So like, um, what is it, Italy? I've flown Brazil, Costa Rica, Mexico, U.S., um, speed flying skis in Canada, in uh, Whistler area. And then um, that's probably the most of, I don't think I've flown in Alaska. I didn't take one too. Yeah, so mostly Europe and South America, Central America, US. But the US has some, some of the most amazing landscapes, beauty. And like we were talking before the show, one of my fears was always hitting a swaro cactus like flying because I figured it would have been like a wily coyote skit or something to stick to it. So like, like, I don't know, like a roadrunner thing, but, uh, so when living in Arizona and then, um, yeah, like I, I, I love California. And so mostly free flight, a lot of places. Cause again, you, they let you carry them on the airplane. I don't know how that's a thing where I have a reserve and, uh, and uh, a rig like on the airplane with me. But, um, yeah, so I, I take one of my, smaller wings usually with me most places I go. That is so cool. So let us know also too, what have you flown? I know that you said that you kiteboard, so that's not really flying, but you could catch some air. So <laughs> kiteboarding, what else have you uh, flown? Uh, well, fixed wing, like J3, which was my favorite, like um, like little fixed wing airplane. So I got to fly that. I got to fly a jet one time, like I was saying, I'm in the military uh, F-15 Strike Eagle, which was pretty talk about some thrust it feels, feels like you're in a washing machine um uh sailplanes like i got a little while ago i went with someone else <clears throat> and it like uh flew an acro sailplane ride which if you ever want a good time it's an it's, it's an amazing one because it's quiet and you're using all your own conservation of energy so that one's that one's really cool uh kiteboard yeah. and then and again kiteboard's not flying if you're doing it wrong you can fly sometimes but uh like you're <laughs> you're ultimately trying to jump and so uh we fly uh we got into foiling which i kind of consider flying which is like for like being drugged by a boat or surfing so we fly and which is a really cool thing to me because there it's like an underwater wing that you're standing on top of except you're the top part of the cg so they're really tippy all the time instead of being the other way around so it's uh it's a whole different dynamic of difficulty and then uh paramotors and paragliders and that's probably about it not much in a helicopter i mean but uh yeah and then yourself like base jumping where you're just falling until and and yeah it's actually yeah. base jumping's gotten a lot now that they have instructors and again the instructor matters so much in this stuff like going through proper training because it's not a necessity all the time and you can go on craigslist and buy a paraglider and go be one of the, the people everyone talks about on who is this guy that's going to shut down the the site or what they don't know any of the rules and like you know and that's again going back to the stewardship of this sport I'm, i don't want to i don't want to see limitations being put on it because it's because of people like coming in without proper education and so that's a big a big part of i think what everyone in this community and all the community should be helping up helping your fellow new pilots, helping people learn, helping like that, that side of it, which is a ton of the fun. And that's where, yeah. you know, I was teaching everyone else. And I'm 
I applaud like things like this that are trying to educate and like get get the word out there that there is there is someone to reach out to. You don't have to go do it alone because it's uh that gets dangerous and and yeah, it shines a bad example on the whole sport as well. That's where yeah you know that's where base jumping a lot of those other things went wrong. It was just kind of a rogue activity that people were doing and there was no real guidance or training in it. And now they're getting to that with, with courses and all this other stuff. And, and it's so available to go through like, you know, pair, pair of motor, paragliding, like learn the proper way, learn, learn weather, airspace, all that other stuff. So uh, yeah, be a, that's, that's real important. I think for the future and the longevity of minimizing FARs. <laughs> I, I totally agree. We got about uh, 10 more minutes until eight. I mean, I can't believe that we've been talking with you for, you know, 50 minutes already. That's crazy how quick this goes by. I love talking about paramotors and flying and all that stuff. Um, since we only got about 10 more minutes left, uh, uh, Eric and Will, if you can go through all the questions that are popping up on the chat, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's one from Mad Sloper with the your buddy that did the electric paramotor. Um, has he heard of the SP140 paramotor? It's all electric, and uh, what you think about them if you have heard of them? Uh, I he probably has. He's heard about almost anything electric. I've been following a couple of them. I'm not as versed on it right now. I think that depending upon how they're there's a lot of really interesting things that drones and that have brought to light on, on setting up systems like this. If we can figure out a way to dissipate prop noise, I think it'll be, it'll be even more impactful. And so that's still going to be a constant. It'd be great if things were like silent. I think it's, it's awesome that you can induce power, go to zero power. So you're in free flight then with no noise. And so that, that really is the big appeal in a lot of the cases. And then it, it's probably not going to be just like a Tesla. It's not going to be something that's your long duration. Like, you know, I'm going to go this huge distance on these, but if you just need to get out, get in the air for 20 minutes, it's probably, uh, I think it's a good solution. You know, you're not mixing gas, you're not doing any of that stuff. And, uh, and then you're, you're basically unpacking and, and going. So, uh, and then we, we went through a few plans, like through the CAD files on how to like put these together, but his was, his, his was interesting just because of who he is and how he was going about like making everything from scratch. And you can check out his company. It's evwest.com. And uh, he's a, he's an interesting guy until his name's Mike Bream. I think that's I think that's a great uh, thing. You know, I, I, I think that there needs to be more electric paramotor manufacturers out there to get this technology really rolling. Yeah, I think that is where the future for this sport is going. Although there's a lot of diehard people who say I'll never switch over to gas, never switch over to gas. But the technology is out there and um, it's coming up quick. Absolutely. Just like the car. I mean, if, if you haven't been in a in a um, launch controlled tesla you can't talk and you're like oh well, yes absolutely aspirated like you know you're not going to beat like your chevelle for iconic stuff from the you know like that day but yeah <laughs> zero zero to 60 and uh yeah like and oh that did not just happen speed is 
pretty amazing. So hopefully the the same thing. And there's there's some uh, trickle down effect from between electric vehicles and drones that really bring some of the some of these things to to planes and paramotor or like gliders and paramotors and paramotors being the prime example because there's the most freedom to operate in my opinion. Absolutely, yeah. I've been uh, uh, driving and. Uh, not electric car, but a hybrid car since 2006. And I would love to get an electric car like Tesla, but I like to go long distances, you know, mm -hmm. like going to bad apples, you know, and, and uh, going down to Florida and stuff like that. You know, I, I need to be able to get long distance and they haven't quite got that yet. Uh, last week we had Neil, he has SP 140. It's an electric paramotor. And uh, he said that on his last flight, he flew for 65 minutes on a battery. So, I mean, the battery technology is really going amazing. I, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like in about 10 years. Yeah. Uh, any, any other questions in the chat? I know that uh, we're really rolling up here quickly on, on the end of the show. Will's going to do a quick um, thumbnail. So oh, yeah. Good. Okay. Okay. We always do our thumbnail. Um, Ira, for the show. Yeah, there you go. There we Everybody go. Everybody just get all like, jammed ready. Okay. I do it here. Let's say, okay. One, two, three. Good. All right, good okay. deal. <laughs> I was just going to wait for a while see if you guys would start moving. <laughs> start rolling our eyes at you <laughs> there's um there's these aren't the questions but uh a couple of statements greg laney says that uh he flies an independence grasshopper 28 meter with his uh trike and uh resurgence about that says the issue that he sees with the single skin gliders is the reduced flare authority compared to the normal wing so yeah, back to the technology. I mean, you know, a couple of years, who knows? Yeah, it's 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 coming like a, and it's just like like you said, Sean, it's kind of the some of the durability factor, I think, is gonna play into that, but that ease of use and especially a single skin and electric paramotor that was just made to get you get you off the ground, get you flying would be, you know, that's an amazing thing, folds up, packs away, and now you're uh now you're now you're going and yeah they're they're definitely they come in a little like the one like i've flown quite a few of the single skin like mostly skyman stuff for us but like they come in a little bit hotter and for sure um and then but it's it, it's a really it's an interesting concept you never get sand in them <laughs> I know, sand problems with them yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yes, that's I didn't even think about that yeah. for all the people that fly on the beach. They don't have to worry about cleaning out their butthole. Never, uh, yeah, right. never thought of that. Yeah. Oh what what about collapses? How are they how do they compare? I haven't actually taken a full collapse on one. Um in the rating system, they're they're putting them through the ringer now. Like they're really like and again, like I I think it was, uh, yeah, like let your friend buy one and see how much many collapses he takes. But uh, like, uh, no, uh, I, I haven't experienced any of that. Again, we're not flying like usually thermic stuff in them, but they're 
I mean, they're thermaling them and they're doing everything you can do. And they're doing like acro in them basically now. So uh, I don't like, it just, it, it's an interesting concept. Like, like I think it was Hey Duke and some of these other companies made them that, that are literally like 14 grams or something. And so it's just, there's no weight involved in some of the, I call them hike and fly rigs, which is a, another thing that I, like paramoting, absolutely love the fact that you don't have to hike at all, but hiking and flying down, like descending mountains is stupid. So like, yeah. Just, have, uh, have you ever, do you have a hike and fly rig? Yeah. And uh, I've flown off of uh, above Wheeler Crest. We went camping um, with one of my friends who has a TV show, Greg Aiello, who's an avid. He moved down here for paragliding, but uh, he drugged me on a, on what he wanted to do as a dream after being a big Sierra mountain guide. And we went up, hiked up above Wheeler Crest, camped at, I don't know, we were probably 12 or 13,000 feet and then flew our like mini wings off of there with all our camping gear, which was, and I ended up breaking two brake lines on takeoff because you're taking off out of shale. And so that was kind of unnerving coming down, but everything was fine. Could you oh, imagine? Yeah, like, no, no brake lines at all, but it was no, I, had, I, still, I still had one. Like it just broke the two tip one, like the two tip ones on a. On a <laughs> and so I was still good. That's I, awesome. Could you imagine doing a hike and fly, and you pull a wing out of your pocket, and it's a twenty-eight meter wing. You know, it's yeah. I mean, it pulled up very compact. And then, then the harnesses, which again, it's getting like, and I have a reserve now that's like this big, and so like it's it's crazy, and like a string harness, a mini reserve, like, and. I don't know. That's the, something about me is I fly with a reserve, even if I'm not leaving 20 feet of the ground. A helmet and reserve is like my like go to because I don't want to be made fun of. Even if I ever do crash, I'm going to pull my reserve out and throw it. I, I agree. It's like always have that reserve and always have a helmet. Yeah, always I mean, have a helmet. Like you get made fun of. Like if if one of us like go in without a helmet on, I get made fun of. I know. Like you deserved it. Like exactly. At least put a helmet on. We we had um we had somebody fall forward with their paramotor, fell forward and actually dented the uh the the um the helmet. Um it wasn't even a hard fall, it was like just kind of fell forward and the, the helmet was all dented. And I was like, Can you imagine if you didn't have that helmet, you'd have a big gash on your forehead? Yeah. So like and they're cool. Like mine's, I got a carbon one with like noise canceling and like Seneca and all that stuff. Like it's cool. You look like I'm, like you're getting ready to go in a jet or something. Yeah, some of them are pretty cool. Um, we're really close to eight o'clock, and I know that you said that you're only able to hang with us for an hour. So, uh, any other questions in the chat that we didn't get to yet? No, but I did have a couple of bad apples announcements to make. All right, go for it. Um, first of all, I want to give a big shout out. Uh, to David Wolf, there's a lot of moving parts to a fly-in, and man, he's done a great job trying to make sure that this year's bad apples is going to be awesome. So uh, one thing is, and this is pretty big, man. There's going to be a raffle for a brand new paramotor with a Viterazzi Moster and donated by Aviator PPG and Viterazzi Motors. So you can buy raffle tickets; they're hundred dollars each. You can buy as many as you want, and uh, They'll uh, do a separate, they're gonna have another small raffle for other stuff and a, a little auction. But uh, man, that's pretty darn cool. Now here's the really, really cool thing that the proceeds of that are going to, uh, to the resurgence PPG. That's really nice. So 
yeah, Kudos, Viterazzi, and and um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, Very maybe cool. there. The other thing is, and this is something that I've signed up for, is a carburetor rebuild class by Justin Fox and Alex Quintana of Leading Edge Paramotor. Um, just uh, there's there's only twenty five slots, and I will put in the chat who you need to contact, just contact and reserve your spot. It's 30 bucks and you pay at the gate. It's about an hour and a half course. They have all the parts. You tell them what, uh, what year you got <clears throat> and a motor or whatever. And, and he'll make sure he has all the parts there for the full rebuild. Last thing is uh, Rob Cato is going to bring his virtual reality paramotor flight simulator to the fly-in. He's got a new speed course and they're gonna be doing a competition for a door prize for whoever has the fastest speed. So Fun. the fastest speed of what? Like of flying? The flying the simulator, I guess. Oh, oh, He's got okay. a new course, uh, virtual course. And so whoever has the fastest time will win. Cool. Uh, yeah, a couple cool things there, you know? <laughs> I think what I heard uh, with the carburetor rebuild kit there, I mean, you can take everything there, your motor, they'll all the way from taking it off to rebuilding it to putting it back on so, it's a class so yeah. if they're going to teach you how to do it they'll be there to help and supervise and if any extra little parts are needed like fuel lines or whatever they'll have that stuff on hand just in okay. case but uh they'll have the kit for your specific motor bad and apple seems to be the flying to go to this year uh, if you're in the super chat uh let us know if you're going to um, bad apples yeah, and I like I said, I'll put that uh, in the chat, the uh, <clears throat> email, so you can reserve your spot. There's only 24 spots left now, so. Wow! Wow! <laughs> in a crack of luck, and yeah, Ira, are you going to be going to uh, Bad Apples or any other flyings this year? I am not sure this year. Um, I haven't been to. I've, been a little overwhelmed with some work stuff and getting married and things like that. So uh, I'm not 100% uh, sure I, I, would, I would love to. And um, I actually know Eric from growing up um, far well. So uh, that's cool with the, but uh, I'm not sure on that one. Like uh, last year, I think, yeah, last year we went to um, the Arizona Flying Circus one, which was a, a good time. Someone threw five grand in cash out of an airplane. And it was it was blowing like 25 miles an hour. And so all the money just went into the desert. Wow. <laughs> so it was, that was a, that was a pretty, uh, but yeah, that apple sounds, it sounds amazing. And y'all, and thank you for your, your time. And thank you for being good stewards and trying to educate and teach and like really propel the sport forward. And uh, yeah, single surface and, uh, and electric paramotor. With a little reserve. That sounds like it's going to be awesome here in the future. Ira, thank you yeah. so, so much for joining us yeah. uh, today, uh, tonight on uh, on our show. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, amazing stories. And we we didn't even get to the uh, your friend crashed into a car story. Yeah, like I thought he was on. He was, he was do, <laughs> yeah, do, so. do, do we want to uh, to to finish up the uh, the podcast with that story? Or yeah. no? Wait. We, we can't. I mean, I have no problem telling it because it was pretty. Uh, the outcome was good. The end part was kind of uh, not. Well, as good. we 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 can uh, we can not say the names to protect the innocent. But if you want to tell that story, uh, it was it was pretty pretty good on that um, 
yeah. on the show. So again, we we fly it. If you have Google Maps, you can look up Fiesta Island. There's a whole, the wind's always good. So we take off of, it's where the first triathlon was held, fly at Fiesta Island. We were flying around, like landing takeoff. You can kind of do like the foot drag in the water right by the beach. So it's a, it's a pretty cool little area for being inside of the city. And one of my one of my friends, he was actually best man at my wedding. So he flew a paramotor into my wedding with me after this, about two years previous to this. And so uh, he he was coming in, um, kind of when it shifted a little bit, and there was a van parked with a roof rack on it. And he came in, let off throttle, hit the top of the van, like in some in some type of PIO, full throttled the, the motor, just a carbon prop goes flying everywhere. And so now he has him buff back up and now he's like facing down again. And me and another guy were standing next to a car with a paramotor on the back of it and basically step out of the way and watch my buddy Kareem into a paramotor through the rip the trunk off the car, broke the back glass. We're like, oh man, he's in a really tough spot. Um, yeah, the other guy happened to be a corpsman medic. So I was like, well, at least crashed in the right place um and so we basically were like are you like what's going and he bruised his toe probably because he had a helmet <laughs> he bruised his toe yeah and i'm like how is this possible like a car basically and you wow and so he's like yeah my toe hurts a little bit <laughs> i i ripped the the trunk off a car came in destroyed my paramotor destroyed another one and i got a bruised toe yeah that, that's, can't complain too much i guess and I'm gonna, we'll, we'll end it on that because i'm going to send him this link afterwards so he can watch. <laughs> but yeah it's a great sport and it's it's so fun being around the people that that pursue it and so um yeah it's amazing Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all these stories. Thank you for being on here and uh, and keeping us laughing and 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 wanting more and more and more. That's been really awesome. Yeah. So definitely appreciate it. Thank you very thank much. You. Uh, thank will, you, Ira. Thank you for your I'll service. I'll fly in. If you ever make it to San Diego, hit me up. Right Absolutely. Right. Go back to my my old whole town yeah. over there. The promised land and Mexico's right there. I mean, they don't. Yeah, like all the flying in Mexico is fun. Right. And congratulations on the uh, new new marriage. And uh, yeah, hoping sometime we'll uh, meet up. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah, you're Pleasure welcome meeting, uh, back anytime at the show. Anytime. All right. Jump on the Zoom on Monday night. You know how to find us now. Yes, so, I do. Like I said, you feel like hanging out? Just jump in the Zoom. This is what we do. Yeah, I'm yeah, you can you can always be always be part of the panel. I mean, everybody on the panel yeah. is somehow um, been on the yeah. show, so you know. Yeah, we send a link and just pop in, and there you go. You're a part of our family now. See, absolutely. Well, it's it's all a big family. It That's is. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it is. We are. It's a big family. Absolutely. So outstanding. Well, y'all, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see if okay. I can find Corey real quick. Sounds good. Uh, All right. Have a good one, Ira. Thank you again, buddy. Good night. Well, that was absolutely awesome. Uh, we don't have the spinning wheel of winning things. However, if you do text me 501-747-3558, uh, let me know your name and your address, and I will send you out some brand new crisp $100 bills. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> 
clear prop TV stickers, and I got a bunch of other uh, stickers from other companies, including Harris Wag USA. And I think I got some other ones also. So just text me and say, hey, I want some stickers and I'll send them out to you for absolutely free. Now, I know at the very beginning of the podcast, we didn't go through and say hello to everybody like we normally do. So let's go ahead and do that real quick to see what's been going on, because I don't know what's been going on with you guys. I mean, it's been a whole week. Uh, let's start off with Jim from Canada, eh? Um, and your maple syrup money. I love it. Hey, uh, how many flights have you done now, Jim? What are you up to? Because uh, I, I know everybody that watches the show is just waiting to hear how many flights Jim has. I got 113 as of today. I've had three days with three flights. I'm just so stoked. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Um, how's your printing business doing? It's chugging along. That's good. So I know that we talked about, you know, you make the stickers, which, by the way, I need some more stickers um, and some other stickers. So we'll, we need to get up with you. Um, what do you actually print? You print everything. It's a DIY. You actually have the printing company. Other people can uh, talk to you and do the DIY stuff also. So what exactly do you do and print just to give people an idea of, um, you know, what they can get from you? We put ink on paper ink on vinyl so really that covers a lot of stuff it's basically signs uh, stickers and uh, i really wish I, I should i knew how to articulate it but let's put it this way it's ink on paper <laughs> you choose the paper i'll put it there and i'll cut it to whatever shape or size you want Awesome. You want it folded, you want to put it in a book, you want to do whatever to it, I can do it. Awesome. Well, if you can print some money out, I need some extra money. None of that. Uh, None of that. We're not even allowed yeah. to joke about that. What? Who's not allowed to joke about that? That's freedom of speech. We can do that. I'm not allowed to joke about that. All right, so I, I won't put you in that position. Um, but anyways, we definitely thank you for all the calendars that you made uh, over at uh, paramotorcalendar.com and all the stickers that you make for us and everything you do. And congratulations on your 113. Thank you very much. Um, this is your, your five minutes of uh, uh, fame. Do you have anything else that's going on in your life that you want to talk about that you want the whole world to know about? Oh, I got some cool videos that I've... Uh recently uploaded i've got one <laughs> it's crazy i found a truck on a house yes a truck on a house i even made a poem to go up with the video to go with the video and i think you guys will find it funny i i had a blast making it couldn't stop laughing myself. <laughs> it okay. sounds awesome well how do we get up with you so we can go check out your weird crazy paramotor shenanigans care ppg.com care as in like care c-a as in i don't care oh PPG. okay .com. although Wait, i do you, care about PPG. you don't care about ppg who are you where's where's how do i get you off of here how do i <laughs> mute you and turn no okay no i'm just kidding you'll but, remember um, yeah, so go to careppg.com. Uh, uh, hit that uh, subscribe if you haven't done it already, and the bell notification because you know I, I think he's going to be putting out some pretty cool stuff. And you can always get up with him if you need some decals. Does everybody know what a decal is? No idea. 
No idea. Um, uh, in Canada, they say things a little bit different. So we say decals. He says oh. decals. Oh, okay. I know they call Dunkin' Donuts Tim Hortons up there. We've got Dunkin' Donuts too. Oh, do you? Yeah. See, I didn't know that. So I learned something new tonight. Yep. And, and your money are, are loonies and toonies? That's for sure. Yep. And it smells like maple syrup. That's a fact. It I'll is a fact. Sure I, yeah. I'll make sure I bring a $100 bill down when I come to see you guys. Absolutely. Uh, uh, anybody in the chat ever been up to Canada and smelled their money? It does smell like maple syrup. It's, it's really awesome. All right, buddy, Jim, I appreciate you. And uh, thanks for jumping on and hanging out with us, bud. Yeah, great. Thank you. Appreciate you. Another person that we really appreciate is our very own Linda Anderson, our ParamomUSA.com. Um, do you have your, your pom-poms? Because we didn't see them this I do. I do. Beginning. Tonight so. was kind of like, you know, we had we kind of got through the show. And I was like, well, we'll wait for the pom-poms later. But no, this was fun. And Ira, yeah, he's very, a very interesting guy. And he just, yeah, so much information. And yeah, it was fun. I wish we could have kept him on a little bit longer, but it's okay. Yeah. You know, I, um, I know our, our podcast only lasting an hour. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that, that doesn't happen very often. Well, I'm hoping but, you guys all had a good, uh, had a happy Easter yesterday. Um, yeah. Good Easter. Yeah. Good weekend. Yeah. I, I had dinner with, you know, my, with my son and his, his girlfriend and, and uh, a bunch of the kids came over and um, which son and, and Ryan, Ryan dressed up my son that lives here in Michigan and he surprised the kids and he dressed up um, as Easter bunny. Oh, and it was so it was the cutest thing ever because we had to kind of psych the kids out. And so he goes downstairs and he gets in his little, you know, on his Easter Bunny costume and he, he goes out the front door and goes around to the to the yard, you know, the, to their big yard or whatever. And then we're all standing there and we're like, oh my God, it's the Easter Bunny in the yard. And the kids just, they went, they went crazy. We need a Easter mare, uh, Easter bunny on a paramotor. So either a remote control, a remote control Easter bunny that flies on a little paramotor, or somebody dressed up as an Easter bunny. Wow. That'd be really cool. It was, yeah. He kind of surprised Lel because I thought his girlfriend was going to wear the costume, and then he he decided he was going to do it, and it worked out perfect. So anyway, it it was a, a good day. I'm very blessed. I had, I had a good time. And thank you, awesome. Chatters, for coming tonight. All the viewers. We much, much appreciate you. Much love. And uh, you can also find me on Thursday nights on paraglidingtalk.com with your host, Robert Michaels. And um, that's about it. Nothing else really going on there. It's been cold today, right, Eric? Raining, snow. Rain, snow. Rain, snow. All day. So, I, I know. Crazy. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I've been watching your weather, too, out there grandpa and uh, it hasn't been all that it's been crazy yeah. yeah been crazy yeah anyway thank you very much 
And okay. thank you, Linda Anderson. And if you want to be on our show, just go to paramomusa.com. That forwards over to her Facebook page. Yep. And you can just say, hey, Linda, I want to be on BPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, clearprop.tv.com or paratalk.org because that's where we yep. go. It's it's just everything. So or just definitely. PM, private message me, whatever. Say, hey, when's the show, whatever. Yeah. And I'll get you all set up. Be part of the team, the team, yeah. team grandpa. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Linda. I appreciate you. And also, too, a quick shout out to DP that uh, donated $10 in the super chat. Definitely appreciate you. Also, um, John Wayne supports the show. He, uh, he signed up and he supports the show every month. Uh, definitely appreciate that. Who else does that? Um, um, I think Brian Waller and we got some more people too and, that and Stamey does, I do believe. And Kent Stamey. So yeah, shout out to all you guys. Thank you so very much. Uh definitely appreciate you. Couldn't do it without you, definitely. Um we also got uh Will Fly from Will Fly PPG does a lot of awesome videos. Um what's uh what's coming up on your channel, uh Will? Anything fun in the well, near future? Yeah, uh, I just released a new video called Just the Tip 3. Check it out, youtube.com forward slash willfly, or just go to willflyppg.com. And yes, I've got another one in the works. Shouldn't be too much longer. We'll see. Play and uh, don't forget to go to OnlyFans slash willflyppg because Just the Tip is just something totally different on his OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> But um, just the tip, that's that's your tips and tricks on paramotoring, right? Yes, that's exactly right. So, and you can find me here on Monday nights too. And then of course there's a show uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday, 8 p.m. I'll be on that show too. So yes, awesome. see you guys there. Well, thank you very much, Will. Definitely appreciate you. And you've been taking care of the uh, questions in the chat. So thank you very much, Will. I appreciate that. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you. And also you did the spinning wheel of winning things too. And that's a lot of work, but you know, <laughs> what, why, why do the spinning wheel of winning things? When you just text me 501-747-3558 with your name and your mailing address and say, I would like some stickers and I will send them out absolutely free. That way everybody uh, wins. Exactly. We want everybody to win. If you, and, and the thing is too, I'm going to be at Bad Apples. So if you want to get some stickers at Bad Apples, just wait. It's going to be what? What is it? 25 more days? Yeah, it's coming up quick. 24 ish. I mean, it's not that long till Bad Apples. And I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. We also got Eric Lear from PPG Lear, L E A R dot com. What's up, bud? Hey guys, yeah, Monday night, you rock the show again. Uh, you know, good show, great guest. Uh, Linda, great, great guests that you've, uh, you pick out. So um, shout out to both of you. Um, but yeah, it's for us, it's been a busy week. We've been running kind of all throughout the Midwest. This week picking up, we, we were able to pick up our fifth wheel down in Indiana, got back to Wisconsin hey. to uh work with some students down in madison where we um trained uh we were also going to do some flying but the weather has just not been cooperating with us later on this week it looks pretty good but um and then made it back here last night um to go to bed so we have been kind of uh burning the rope at both ends but uh other than that, we're going to be leaving here on May 6th 
to head down to Bad Apples. And I'm hoping, let's see the distance we have to drive. Hopefully we'll make it. Um, hope so. Hope so. Uh, so, um, but yeah, it's just, it's been busy up here in Northern Wisconsin. Like Linda said, we've gotten snow today. We had rain today. I mean, it's, it's just been crazy weather, but yeah. I've seen it snow up here in May. So it is what it is. Doesn't sound fun. Snow in May. That doesn't sound fun at all. It, it's not, but I mean, that's why we live here and everybody in the chat. Uh, if you guys could give a thumbs up, that would be great. Support the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just, uh, kind of counting the days, you know, and then we'll be going to, uh, let's see the first flying for us will be bad apples. And then, uh, right after that Memorial weekend, we're going to be going to, I screw this up all that the Northern part of lower Michigan. And, uh, we're going to be heading to a fly in there, uh, at Torchport air park. So, uh, if anybody is in the Great Lakes area and want to go to a great venue, that is a lot of fun. This is going to be their second year. They killed it the first year. It can't get better. I don't know how they're going to make it better, but I know they are going to make it better. So, um, yeah, it'll be a good time. Awesome. You do something on Tuesday nights too, right? We do. You can tune into ppglear.com and it's uh, Shane, Will, Mark, and myself. We will talk about paramotor things this week. We're going to be talking about, uh, because fly-in season is here, we're going to be talking about things not to forget when you go to a fly-in. Because there's a lot of things that, um, uh, you know, the people forget, you know, yeah. so there will be a lot of um, things going on. Sounds good. Um, and also too, your wife does a all women's podcast about flying and stuff like that. Can you tell us a little bit about that since we don't see Jade here? Yeah. So you can tune in on Wednesday, uh, flying flamingo Jade or paramotorgirl.com and watch her show 7 PM central. Um, she has any females in aviation on her show. She's had people from free flight to speed flyers, to wingsuits, to astronauts, everything, all of the spectrum. And I'll tell you what, that the female community is very, very supportive. They reach out to Jade or they reach out to, they have a private chat that they're on. They reach out to one another to ask questions about things, you know, hey, where can we go? Where can we stay? And it's working out the way it really should be working out. Um, I like I like how they uh, all stick together. So absolutely. But um, yeah, and that'll be Wednesday night, paramotorgirl.com. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it seems, it seems like, you know, if, if you want to learn about paramotors, there's lots of podcasts, a lot of um, live shows that go on YouTube and uh, definitely check them all out. If you want to see what I do, go to iFlyParamotors.com or ppggrandpa.com. And that's, uh, that's my channel on YouTube. However, I haven't been putting a lot of stuff up there. I uh, just got a new, a new three-legged 14-year-old dog uh, the other day. Um, so I've been, I know. Okay. So it's, it's a cute three-legged. So here's. Yeah. So here's the thing, guys. You're gonna love this one. Um, don't tell anybody. Um, so we got the two rescue dogs, right, Buddy and Bubba. And my wife and I both agreed, no more dogs, right? So that's been our thing. No more dog. No more dogs. Well, she comes home and she sees this dog. She goes, "What is this?" 
And I tried to explain everything and uh, she's okay with it, but she says, if you come home one more time with a dog, I'm putting you up for adoption. <laughs> so I can't, I can't get any more dogs. This, this is it. And he's only 12 pounds. So he might be the next dog that goes up in the paramotor with me. Nice. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, oh man, I love talking about paramotors. I love hanging out with you guys every every Monday. I wish I was able to watch your shows live on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. But man, it's just I've just been so bombarded with so much stuff. Um, sure. Definitely behind the scenes, you guys have no idea what's going on. But it's been crazy. You know, just normal stuff. But you know, crazy nonetheless. Um, anyway, uh, we are coming up on 8.30 already. We've been yapping for an hour and a half. Uh, Ira Hayes was here. He was our guest. Lots of fun information, uh, chatting about uh, paramotors, electric paramotors, and all sorts of fun stuff. And then we've just been chatting about, you know, our stuff for like the last half an hour. So I hope we haven't bored you too much. But um, is there anything that you guys want to, um, to talk about before we close out shop? Just say happy birthday to your mom, Grandpa. Happy birthday to my mom. Yes, it's actually tomorrow is my mama's birthday. Okay. But, but nice. we uh, we 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 had a little Easter slash birthday get together barbecue on Sunday, which was really okay. awesome. She really enjoyed it, oh, and she always listens. It. She always listens to our show. So, mom, shout out to you. I love that's you. That's right. Happy I birthday, love you, mom. mom. I love you, mom, and happy birthday. See, <laughs> there we go. Hey, I, I love my mom. I, I don't know what it is. I love my mom. That's great. I love right. it. Any, yep. Anything else before we say goodbye to the world tonight? I think great that's show. it. I awesome. Well, guys, I like I said, I really appreciate you, Eric and, and Will, Jim, Linda. You guys are awesome. Um, thank you, Linda, again for getting Ira to, to be on the show. Who do we have next You're week? Welcome. Do, do we have? Um, yes, we have... Uh, Wait, I gotta look at my calendar. I know I got a paper calendar over there too. Oh, with my hey Eric, while she's looking at that, yes, I got a dropping everything on the floor. Um, let's see. We have Jeff. Jeff Pearson. Jeff Pearson? Okay, yes. so we got Jeff Pearson for he's for a, next He's Monday. a good friend of um who do I wanna say? Um I got a brain thing going here. So, anyway, yes. Great he's friend on. of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he put on the uh, flight if you got it flying, I think. Jeff Pearson. Pretty I sure. think, yeah, I think I put it, well, I've got it. I've, I've got it booked, yeah. Awesome. I've got it booked first. So far, so good. So I had to wait because he does, he does, uh, does all the taxes during tax time and stuff. So now it's winding down. So I had, that's why I had to wait till taxes. Yeah. Do we need to do taxes this year? Shoot. I, <laughs> I ain't going to do it. I'll, I'll do it next year. Maybe. I don't know. No, my wife already took care of that. Um, Erica, yeah. uh, Erica, I was going to let you know that I got the uh, enclosure for the snap maker. So now I'm uh, using the uh, CNC and the laser features of the 3d printer. How is that working out? Um, <laughs> just started just got the uh, the enclosure and uh, just did a um a little laser thing so what i want to do is make a lot of laser engraved stuff uh for our show for your show for whatever and bring it to bad apples and uh, give some stuff away 
Well, that'd be cool. I want to see how I would. I'm very interested in that part of it. So when you get some stuff done, let us let us see it. I want to maybe a new investment. So definitely, it, it seems. I mean, you can do pretty much anything. I mean, anything that can be engraved. Um, I mean, it can be laser engraved, which means that you can laser engrave paper. You know, not, I don't know if you can, but I tried. Um, you know, anything like uh, like this thing that um, uh, Paramotor NC gave me. You know. Um, you can actually engrave, you know, this, you know, I mean, he put a nice sticker on it, right? But uh, you can engrave anything that you already have. And I saw some really cool stuff with bamboo. And I'm like, you know, what'd be really cool is to make some bamboo cutting boards with, you know, the, some paramotor stuff on it. Well, I'm thinking about getting another tattoo. So I was, if I could put my arm in there and we'll see what happens. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> In Inklist, Please do a video on that. Right. <laughs> Inklist tattoo is just raised up because it's scarred. I guess we could do that. Right. It's worth oh, a shot. I'd be willing to try it. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't even tell you, but I think some people know I got a perm. So I got curly hair now, but I had to put some spray in it so it doesn't go. So a little something different. Okay. Um, I've accidentally put out some uh, videos that were supposed to be private, but they ended up public for just a little bit. So some people watched it where um, I am trying to lose some weight before bad apples and again, continue to lose some weight and gain some muscles uh, for my birthday in June um, by doing some interesting diet slash keto slash fasting. But um that wasn't supposed to be public knowledge it's supposed to be coming out after the fact after 30 days so don't worry if you guys were if you guys watched it uh, there is more to come and it's uh pretty interesting nonetheless um anything else before we head on out it's really good talking to you guys had fun had fun all right well we will call it a night thank you very much for yapping with us and being on on the show everyone that's uh still listening after an hour and a half we definitely appreciate it. like i said if you want some yeah. stickers or something uh just give me a text uh 501-747-3558 come over and hang with us every monday morning monday morning monday evening at 7 p.m and go to clearproptv.com if you want to see some old videos and the newest video that's popping up there we go. There we go. I think we're done, right? We're here. All right. Y'all have a great evening and peace out. Thank you. Take care, guys. Much love. Bye-bye. That was my peace out thing. It's like, peace. No, wait a minute. Peace is this. Peace is this. I don't know. Stop recording.